I just hit the ball. I said, well, thanks. That was really helpful. <laughs> For some, some of you, prayer comes in naturally, and it's almost like you breathe prayer. I think that was true for my dad. Prayer, prayer came easy. It doesn't come as easy for me as I think it did for my dad. And possibly for some of you, you just breathe prayer. For others, we need some helps. That's what I want to do tonight. I want to help us, wherever we are, to take some steps forward in the area of prayer. So the first thing I want you to do, and we're going to enter into some worship, is to put P, the, the letter P, up in the top left-hand corner. And then I want you to write two things uh, near that, uh, across the page, right in the center, put is. And then a little farther over to the right, put does. And to prepare you to worship under is, I want you to answer this question. What is God? What is God to me? Who is God? God is, what are the things that come to your mind? You can, you can write 15 things if you want to, but just write some things down. God is eternal. God is my refuge. Under the does or the did, here are things that God has done or is doing for me. God redeemed me through Jesus Christ. God has been guiding me. I, I need the help and guidance. So we're getting fuel for worship by saying things about who God is, who God is to me, and some things that he did or does. Just take some moments. And Kyle, you can play while they're doing that. I give you permission. <laughs> Everybody gets to do it, even me. So I want everybody to do all of this. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. It's going to be worshipful. Whoa. Praise 
a joyous noise. Yeah, the sound of salvation come, the sound of rescue ones, and all this for a king. We can join and sing. It's all for Christ our King. Oh, praise Him. Oh, praise Him. He is holy. He is holy. Oh, praise Him. Oh, Maybe words 
Sometimes we come with words. So I'm going to invite different ones now, just for a moment. Things that you see, who God is, who God is to you, or things He's done for you. We want to speak them out real loud so that we can all share in this. It's a little hard to have a prayer meeting with this many. But go ahead, different ones, one at a time. As we're, as we're worshiping now, what do you see? What are you worshiping? Go ahead. God is pursuing us. Love. God is what? Proven. 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 Glorious and sovereign. Tender, merciful. Giving. He's an all-consuming fire of passion. All-consuming fire of passion. No darkness. We worship this one. We worship this one who is like this, who has declared himself to be like this. Perfection. God is joy. What is he to you now? He's my confident. What else is he to you? Good to know. Yes, he's my healer, protector. My provider. Provider. Oh, praise him. Oh,
So why do we worship? We worship to find our center. We will worship something. Either we worship God or we worship some athlete or some beautiful woman. We will worship. We're made to worship. And we will we will trade worshiping the creator for the creature if we don't worship the creator. And that's why we worship. God doesn't need it. He loves it, but he doesn't need it. He is self-sufficient. We need it. Do we have to start there? That We can start in different ways as we open in prayer. We can start in different ways, but there are scriptures that would suggest that that's one good way to start. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, your name is holy. May your name be holy among us. The Psalms beckon us to praise the Lord. That refrain so many times, praise the Lord. And it's out of that that we then see our sin. It's the goodness of the Lord that leads us. It's out of seeing God and who He is that Isaiah said, Woe is me. Sometimes we need to start with woe is me. But I'm encouraging you in your prayers, unless God leads you some other way, to begin by telling God who He is. Telling God who He is to you. And expand your list. I continue to expand my, my list. And I do write things down. Because it's important. Important things I do write down. And this is real important. I write down what he's done for me. And so I can rehearse that with him. The word remember occurs 13 times in Deuteronomy. He, Moses in the sermon was telling people, don't forget. Don't forget. Remember what God has done. Your name Sing it out. Sing it out. It's a strong and mighty tower. Your name is a shelter like no other. Your name. Let the nation sing it louder. Cause nothing has the power to save. But your name. Oh, 
So we're, we're collecting shame. Yeah. We need more shames. Yeah. Pass. What are we passing? Okay. Any of you that know her and want to sign that? That's a good thing. We'll pray for her when she comes. We'll see her when she comes. So now go down uh, your list here. Somewhere on the left-hand side, below the list that you just made, write R. Creating something here. Now, what I want you to write down is areas in your life where you are... And that list should grow. The closer we get to the light, like Jack Deere said, the more aware we are of how far we are from God. And so it's not as we get more mature, we have less things to confess. We may have a lot more to confess because now God is getting real clear and he's, he's shining his light on specific things. And so I have a list that I use in my prayer. Don't always use the list. But it helps me to read judgmentalism, criticism, complaining, lack of passion for the word, not a good listener, not always open to the Lord, stubborn, willful. You want me to go on? Do you need help? Or can you make your own list? Is this a U-R list? Like as an I? R. <coughs> The, oh, no, the, letter the letter R. R. Yeah. The letter R. I'm sorry. I wasn't clear. 
Yo, thanks. Yo, the letter He's R. He's spelling prayer slowly. <laughs> Don't look at me now. Look, look. It shouldn't be too hard to come up with a good list. If it is, then we need to talk. Yes. Yes. Anybody know what the R stands for? Repent. That's correct. Or I had a list. I repented less. I was less aware of my need to repent. Consciously thought it through and wrote things down. I said, oh yeah, that's really true. As I saw other things, I would add those. That's true as well. If I asked how many of you repent regularly, be a good thing, wouldn't it? Repent was the first word he began to preach. That's the first thing he said. When John began to preach, that's the first thing he said. It must be important. If we want the kingdom to come closer to us, the first thing that we're commanded to do is to repent. What if I don't feel, if I don't see it? I'm not aware of it. The Pharisees weren't aware of it. They claimed their de in their defensiveness that they had Abraham as their father. In other words, they didn't want to repent. How far off were they? How far off am I if I don't think I have much to repent of? Woe is me, said Isaiah. I'm a man of uncleanness. And I dwell in the midst of the people of unclean lips, for I've seen the Lord of when he saw, you know, I can compare myself to somebody else and come off looking pretty good, right? Compare yourself to the living God, to the holy God. Now we're not worshiping since we still are. When we're repenting, so I invite different ones just to speak out. You know, the Bible says if we confess our sin, say to confess to in that verse. Think about it. Don't, don't, answer, don't answer real quickly. Who does it say in that verse to confess to? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You hear it? It doesn't, it doesn't say, it doesn't specify anyone in that verse, actually. The context suggests fellowship with one another. The context suggests confessing to one another. And another scripture actually says that. So it's easy to confess to God. It's harder to confess our sins with one another. That makes it good if it's harder, right? So let's just just a short time. I'm not going to take a long time, but if you want to confess something that you've written down, probably something that should be on our list. Just get out loud. Perfectionism. perfectionism. Anyone else identify with that? Perfectionism that can trip you up in a lot of ways, can it? Fine. If you don't, you got it. <laughs> Make it turn into a prayer now instead of just saying the word. Turn it into just a brief prayer, loud. Jesus, I want to believe. Help my unbelief. Tough one to be, not to be self-absorbed, not to be thinking of myself. To actually be more interested in others. That's hard. <laughs> Cry on his head, isn't it? It's a form of pride, isn't it, David? Where you're inferior and you're drawing attention to yourself in that way. My prayer is that you will find come into a life that includes repentance. Walk a repentant life. A repentant life is a joyful life. Baggage around. 
It's easy for us to ignore. So she's been giving everyone her time except for God. Francis Frangipane is going to be with us in another week uh, at a pastor's meeting right here. And uh, he shared at one of our conferences. A, a lady came to see him and said, I have a word for you. He was hard for her to get his attention because he was doing some other things. And it took a while. I can't remember how long. It may have even took days. She might have had to come back. I can't remember that part of the story. But finally, when she got his attention, she says, God has this word. He said, tell Francis, I miss him. That really broke his heart. He got so busy doing good things for the Lord that he didn't even spend time with the Lord. I've told people on my staff where I was a pastor, I said, if our life doesn't live out of a life in Christ, who are we kidding? We're not, we can't be here. Maybe our posture changes. We have to do in our prayers, but sometimes my posture changes when I go to repentance. Purify my heart. Let me be as
things to the Lord, just in your heart now. Satan is a condemner. The Spirit is a convictor. Convicts us so that we'll look at the cross. Satan condemns us so that we look at ourselves. Boldly praise. Boldly confess. Lord would bring you in life of repentance so that you would overflow in the joy of the Lord as one cleansed by the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Bible says, if we confess our sins. Now, if it says, if we confess, what does that mean if we don't confess? If we bottle them up, and then they're just residual, create a heaviness, rob us of joy, grateful for the Holy Spirit, so kind and willing to convict us so that we could look at the cross of Jesus and see yet another thing that he cleanses us from. And I declare to those of you who have confessed your sin tonight the gracious forgiveness of all your sin. It says he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness, blotted out for Jesus' sake. Different. 
in the scripture. The words are different. But now we come to a time where we're asking, put down A. Turn the page over if you've already filled that. Put A at the top. You know any scriptures that would suggest that we're, we're, we're able to ask? Come to mind. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. And it goes on. Seek, not, suggests the persistence, doesn't it, to, to really go for it. Jesus urged us. He said, if you were evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids. How much more will the Father give good gifts to those who ask? The word ask is used five times in, that little, in those five verses. Well, God wants us to ask. What are you asking for? Write it down. What are some things that you are asking God are you asking for enough? Say yes or no. The answer is no. The answer is none of us are. He wants us to ask for more. We're going to get to heaven. We're going to find things that we could have had if we had asked for them. You have not because you ask not. So we want to get good at asking. We want to worship the Lord. We want to repent of our sins. And we want to ask. And we want to please his heart. Because when my kids ask, I'm stuck. <laughs> As I love to give. And I'm not anywhere near generous as my father. He loves to give. And if you think you've got to bend his arm, it's just the opposite. He's trying to bend your arm so you ask. And like Clint prayed, if we have that much faith, then we'll move mountains. So write it down. Write it down. Hopefully you'll get a list of some things that you've never asked for before. You'll start asking for that. The things that I've had in my prayer list for 15 years. Now, Scripture suggests that we ought to be persistent. And he, and he one says that Jesus told this parable to his disciples to the effect that men ought always to pray and not to give up. George Mueller prayed for 19 years for more things. You're not asking for anywhere near enough. We're not. We're not asking so we can con consume it on our. On our own. We're not asking to live out the American dream. We're asking to live out God's dream. But it helps me to have a list of what I'm asking for, for myself and for others. So here's what I want you to do. In that asking, we won't do it all tonight, but frame it so it starts with an inner circle. I start praying for me and my wife. I pray for Karen. Then I pray for the children. Then I extend the circle to grandchildren. Then to relatives. I have relatives who don't know the Lord. I extend it to relatives. Then I go beyond. I'm asking now. I'm asking God for to touch people. I pray for certain churches. Pray for bodies of Christians, certain bodies. I'm a Lutheran pastor, so that that reflects in my prayer. I pray for some Lutheran groups filled with the Spirit. I keep going wider. So you draw your circle wider. Now, why do I do this? Because when I write something down, it mean, it's important to me. If I don't write it down, like I want to write down to send something to Tom and Kareem. I, I needed something to, to write down because that's important. If somebody's talking to me and and they say, let's get together. And I say, yeah, let's do that. I'm thinking in the, in the remote, remote future. You know. But if I get out my calendar, I say, yeah, when? That's serious. 
I want to write it down. So if I'm asking something and I want to be persistent, then I want to remember it. I want to remember that I'm asking. I don't want to forget. I want to hold God to it because he made the promise. He's not going to. I easily forget. Somebody invites me to pray. I said, would you mind praying? I got some stomach problems. If I'm serious about praying, I'm going to write it down because I will forget. And I'll see him in two weeks and I'll be embarrassed, right? Will you pray for me? Sure. I want to be a man of my word. A Christian is a man. And if I don't write it down, I'll, I'm saying it, but I'll probably forget. And I won't do it. So I called my friend Gary Gilbertson. He asked me to pray for something. Thanks for asking. Thanks for remembering. I've had enough defeats now that I could say, yeah, I've been praying. Pray for the children of leaders. Children need it more than they need it. Because God gets to leaders by going after the kids. Your list gets longer and longer every day. I hope that you stick with this. Asking you will receive whatever you need. You said, praying out here from heaven, and now here you to you, oh Lord, that's 
To the Father we say, I'm your kid. In prayer we come as children. Jesus told us to come like children, to come boldly, to walk right in the room. I didn't knock when I walked into my dad's office. Most people did. He was the pastor and they knocked. I just came right in. And when I came in, I could see that he was happy to see me. His eyes kind of lit up. They didn't light up as much for the others because I was his son. And we come in. We come into the Father boldly and we come asking my hope for you in the days ahead that you'll be a good little child dependent upon your father and asking for a lot more okay okay come down from that list and put a why <clears throat> this is one model for prayer and I developed it for myself because I needed something so that when I left that time of prayer, I felt like I'd covered what I was to cover. And sometimes I felt an incompleteness, and it was incomplete. There were things that were missing that should have been there. Before I leave that time, I want to submit. I want to yield. The Bible says, to, do not yield your members to sin, as members of iniquity, but yield yourself to God. As many have been brought from death into life, and your members as instruments of for sin shall have no dominion over you, for you're not under law but under grace. And so we're called to be yielding to giving up, giving up ourselves. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And that's I found a fitting way before I left my time of prayer. Of course, we're called to pray without ceasing. As, as the Holy Spirit fills us and our body is a temple, that's a place of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer for the nations. So we're, we're a place of prayer. So I usually turn off the radio rather than turn it on because it gives me a chance to pray. used to run a lot. That was a time to either pray or meditate, memorize scripture. We're going to use the fragments of time in the car, standing in line, if we're not talking to people. It's a wonderful time to pray. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You use those fragments. They're not wasted. There's hardly time. We don't have time to waste. We don't have time to invest. We don't want to waste time. If we're in a situation where we're caught with three hours at the airport, oh my, 
That's a wonderful opportunity to invest three hours. Well, I, I don't mind getting three hours of, of time. Hey, God, how do, you, how do you want me to invest this time now? So we, we yield. You want to surrender your time so it's really God's? So if you're thinking about playing basketball, that becomes an issue for God to deal with. I think sometimes he says play basketball. Wants us to enjoy the life he has given to us, and that includes. But he has the right to say, no, I don't choose what I want to do. I don't have any spare time so I can do with it what I want because I already fulfilled my obligation to God. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness of all. Thereof. All belongs to the Lord, the infinite God, the one who inhabits eternity, who is broken into time. My time is his, right? Your time is too, right? So he has a right to, to tell you how you, will, how you will invest your time. So we want to yield time to him. We want to yield our, our will. What do you take a moment? I surrender all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily. Surrender 
your best time and pick a time and say, God, this is my appointment with you. I have a time. I was 20 minutes late to my appointment this morning. I got there, but I was late. Time. God gave me the time. He gave it to me. He said, this is when you start. If you have a time, it's more likely that you'll do it. Things that are important, if you want to eat, you usually have eat at a certain time or roughly. You know, you do things that are important. You have meetings at time. We met here tonight, 7.30. We had a time to meet. We didn't say just come anytime. We came to time. Peter and John, when, when did they go up to the temple to pray? Remember? It says at the hour of prayer, the time of prayer. It was a time to pray. They went up. How many times did Daniel pray? Three times a day. Probably had a time. Now it can be as well in the evening or in the morning. There are scriptures that suggest that morning is a good time, but if, if it works better for you in the evening, I'd suggest you go in the evening. But I know that evenings easily fill up for people. 
and it's a, I think it's a harder time. Schedule it in. Graham actually sits down with a cup of coffee and he pours a cup of coffee for God. He's, he's waiting for the time when that cup will be drunk. It, it hasn't yet, but he's waiting for God to drink his cup of coffee. It's an appointment. He has a place, and I invite you to have a place. Consider where it might be. It doesn't have to be a place. It can be anywhere, of course. But having a place might help you to make it a, a regular time. What, that's what we're going for. We're going for a life of prayer. A life of prayer goes out of, grows out of a time of prayer where we're disciplined. Now, that doesn't mean we're, the focus is primarily on the discipline. My relationship with Karen is not primarily focused on the discipline of the relationship. If I were to give her flowers, which I do once in a while, almost as much as Eric Bob gives her flowers, Eric is really good about that. He works for a florist or a floral company. And she asked me why I did it. I wouldn't say because it's my duty or because I'm disciplined. I'd get them in my face, I think, if I did that. It's because of love. Prayer. The focus of prayer is a love relationship with God. What do you do to, to make a love relationship grow? You commit time to it. You, you, you come with words. Hosea, God said to Hosea, to the people, come with words. Men, let me give you a suggestion if you are pursuing someone or if you're courting. Girls like words. So does God. God likes words. I'd suggest you pray out loud. We can mumble if we're praying to ourselves. And if you pray out loud, then you have to make intelligent, you know, sentences. You have to put sentences together that, that mean something. It's good to pray out loud. Make a prayer agenda. That's what we were doing tonight. Here's mine. It's on a computer, and I update it whenever I need to. I take notes, and then I update it probably once a week because I want to stay current. If somebody asks me to pray for them, and I say I will, I want to do it. So I put it down. And I have a variety of ones. I pray for a bunch of people, about 30 people, for healing. I was very encouraged because we had a healing service in Brazil. And some of the people I prayed for didn't get healed. And so I said, I'm going to keep praying for them. I got an email from Paulo two weeks ago saying that one of the prayed for them was just healed of cancer. So it's encouraging. We want a persistent prayer. And the only way I can do that successfully is if I have something here. So I pray for Lutheran Newell. I pray for Communitas. I pray for you. you know, a good way to pray for Communitas people is the three M's. You know what the three M's are? Master, mission, and mate. That, that covers a lot of territory. God, let them, let them know that you're their master and let them submit to you. Let them know what, your, what the dream is that you put in their heart. What, what's their mission? What are you calling them to do? And link them up at that good time with a partner. Pray for unsaved, for missionaries, for churches, for people I'm mentoring. For, uh, high in my praise list is trials. It wasn't until a few months ago when I studied it. I saw the blessing that comes out of trials. So I usually start there and I thank God for the, for the trials. Because I want, to be a, I want to be a winner. I want to be a champion. So I really urge you to make a list. Why make a list? I'll give you some reasons. Because we write down important things. Because we want to be a people of our word. Because we want to learn how to make commitments. We want to stand track. I stand track. I don't always use it, by the way. 
sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I'm not, I'm not beholden to this list. It just helps me. It's a, it's a, it's a help. I want to stay on track. I want to persist in prayer, and I want to grow in prayer. And this is just one way I, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. You know, let's work what works for you. Whatever works for you, go with it. So a couple other things about pray the Bible. We prayed the Bible in our prayer meeting tonight. It's a wonderful thing to pray the Bible. Pray the Psalms. Or pray, here's, here's a good, easy way to remember some apostolic prayers. Ephesians 1, Philippians 1, Colossians 1. they got strong apostolic prayers. And pray those. Pray them for yourself or pray them for other people. Pray the Bible. You can read the Bible as you're reading it. You can be praying. And you do that, don't you, in your, in your prayer time. That's a wonderful way to learn how to pray, to, to pray God's own words. Keep track. I keep track of words that God gives me. Because I have a time later on in the day when I'm just listening, when I don't talk. I say, okay, now it's your turn. And I write down things. And I've learned to, to enjoy the silence and to write things down that come to me. And then to say, sometimes he speaks out of the silence. He spoke a couple days ago and it's so exciting. Our God who is often silent when he speaks. Which is another thing I was going to say. Include times of silence. And then pray with others. Shame comes over on Wednesday night. Stays overnight. That shame in the way in the back. Then on Thursday morning we get up. I get up early to pray. And he gets up with me. And I, I like to pray with others because I, I grow in prayer. He's got a longer list than I do. And I said, I want your list. I want to see what you've got about God. Because he had a longer list than I didn't know. So I, I uh, got some help from him. Praying with people can keep you on track and help you understand an aspect of God. So I want to pray for you that what we've done tonight, what we've shared, for some of you that it will revolutionize your life. I think it will. For some of you that haven't been praying or haven't been praying regularly, would you be willing to make a commitment tonight that by God's grace, I am praying that I will become a man of prayer like Daniel. Because Daniel had influence in heaven. That's who I want to influence. I don't care as much as I influence you as if I influence heaven. It's done if I influence heaven. Because heaven's going to take care of it. And so that's what I pray. That's my heart's longing. Is to be a man of influence because I'm a man of prayer. Now he let him influence I've never influenced one world ruler, but Daniel, some of you be willing tonight to make that kind of commitment. Touch the person's shoulder uh, next to you if they're okay with that. Before you pray for them now, I want you, in your heart, wherever you are, to, to, to make some kind of commitment about prayer. And maybe that I'm going to start praying regularly. Maybe you picked a time tonight and Ask God for grace to show up when he shows up. Because he's going to be there. He was there this morning. And I came 20 minutes late. And I said, I'm sorry. And he forgave me. And then we got on with it. But I want to meet God at an appointed time. Because that appears to be the way that many of the scriptures do. And I want to pray for you and invite you to pray for those on your right and left for prayer. Effective prayer. Father, I pray that commitments could be made tonight that change people, commitments could be made that, that allow them to grow in confidence that they can be people of prayer.
they can get the job done and they don't have to be haphazard or disorganized and that they can grow in their passion for you as they walk into a life of prayer touch their heart and that you will inflame their prayers worry about feelings God will inflame your heart as you step in faith bless the commitments that are being made now I seal them with the power of the Holy Spirit that you will have confidence in the Lord as he directs you for us the day will come where you can say I'm the life is becoming a prayer I'm breathing prayers I'm living prayer I'm living worship I'm living out of a repentant lifestyle. I'm asking like a child and he's so generous. I'm yielding my life, my time, my love. Whisper a prayer into their heart. Come hear our prayers. We believe in We believe in Amy's here. Come on up, Amy. Pray. sang a wonderful hymn of the Heavenly Father. How many of you? Anyway, we sang one stanza, Though He Giveth. Wonderful hymn. I never asked that question before. I came home and I thought, wrote some things down. Because we had sung earlier, uh, Gives and takes away. Gives and takes away. person who wrote that had experienced devastation, six miscarriages with his wife. <clears throat> Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The question I asked, did the Lord take away? No, Satan took away what the Lord gave. That Lord allowed it. So do we say the Lord did it? Some do. I choose not to. I'll tell you why. Lord allows certain things that he doesn't bring. He allows sin. Very different than him doing. I want to be careful in saying, very sad for Amy to know. I don't know if, if the Lord, no, the Lord didn't give her cancer, which she died of. The Lord doesn't do that. Now, the Lord does some things, and Paul and I talked. I loved his message last week. But he, you know, punished. Well, the Lord does. The Lord judges nations. The Lord loves for his own purposes. Nothing in Scripture to suggest that the Lord gives sickness or that takes people. So, now does that mean that we're defeatist? No, because a sovereign God rules and overrules. The power is the sovereignty of God who takes bad things and turns them around for good, who took, took the death of his own son. It's the worst that anybody could do was to kill the son of God. And God takes that terrible event, that criminal act, the disciples, when they preached, they said, you crucified the Lord of glory. So they were guilty of that. But God takes it around and does something powerful with it. We believe in the resurrection. We believe in the resurrection of the body. And so it's not defeatist to say 
that the okay. Lord didn't that the Lord didn't take her. I think she died prematurely, and I'm sad for that. I'm sharing this with you because it's possible to have a theology that turns God into something, and we have to be careful that we assign things. I was meeting with some young adults out in California, in Sacramento, and they've got a good reason for everything. Because God's voice is not the Satan's voice is sometimes heard and sometimes he leads people to do it. So we don't ascribe to God what scripture does. And we we great for it. It's a hard thing to lose a mother. You know, to have children. <laughs> is there anything you want to say before we pray for you? I just said my mom's cancer free. She's in heaven with Jesus. And I'm so excited that, you know, my mom was able to be around her as long as she was. And just that I am a reflection of my mom. Like, she spent years poured into my life. And I know that I am a reflection of who my mom is. Lovely little squirt bottles. <laughs> my parents were deacons at our church growing up. And we would fill these lovely little squirt bottles in the individual cups for, like, a church of 400 squeeze into individual cups we'd fill each one of them and cut bread with a turkey cutter <laughs> like we have a turkey knife thing on an electric knife and we would cut bread for um, communion and just I remember from a very young age just growing up with that as an attitude of that and you know I celebrate who my mom is and who she was and you know her legacy will never doesn't die because she's poured into so many people around her and so many young people especially the last year I suppose Amy Plus doing all the things that she yeah. does here. Yeah, plus, Lord, we uh, know that you saw all of this. You saw every single thing that she was going through, everything she did. You proud of her, but Lord, you are proud of her now, not for what she does, but who she is, and because she's looking to you. And all the answers... We don't have all the whys answered. But we ask that your Holy Spirit will just be poured down tonight. More and more, Father. More and more. Jennifer that I met yesterday and her grandmother that I met. You are the one that's acquainted with grief. Lord, we pray that you would. Sing over her, Lord. There's a prayer that the Lord gives you. That if you... Uh, want to speak, Denny, Fran, about a youth position. You want to speak, Tom and Kareen, about a Wednesday night. You'd like to do here, especially in here. We're not going to have, we're not, but what we'd like to do is is uh, have prayer. The Bible says that the Lord gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So if there are those who are here tonight. And, and you long in your heart to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe long to experience the gifts of the Spirit or see the fruit of the Spirit more active in your life. Transform the disciples, even after they got the great, have the Holy Spirit by faith in Jesus Christ. Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit may not be living his life through you. Being released like rivers of living water that flow out that Jesus said would happen through the Holy Spirit. So if that's something that you desire, I just invite you to come up after after we close. Five minutes or so. Spin around, take something from your list and pray it. Pray it together. And then 
Those who want to come up for prayer, let's newbie, get some newbie people. Upstairs. Pardon? I'm going to go upstairs with all the newbies. If you're a new person and we just want to get acquainted with you, talk together, I'll be upstairs in the living room. And come up here if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Want prayer for them.